Hey, this is Tyler Johnson, pastor of Mission Church located in Walnut Creek, California. I want to say thank you for tuning in. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you live the life God called you to live. Enjoy. Wow, what an honor. Thank you so much, Pastor Tyler. And uh, it is an amazing thing to be here at Mission Church and just what God has done. Uh, incredible in just over two years. And so uh, to God be the glory. And, and again, I'm so thankful to be able to spend some time with you today. Uh, those that are watching online and all those that are participating from the various platforms, thanks a lot for being a part of just a great church and, uh, and what God is doing. And well, I was looking at just the heartbeat of this house, and I love the heartbeat of this house, is to change the world one person at a time. Uh, that is incredible. I, I feel like that's just a great Jesus idea. That's what Jesus was all about. I know I could give myself to that mission and to that vision like many of you are doing. And so just thank God for that. I love what God is doing here uh, across church life, uh, just meeting the needs of people. I love what is happening as you partner with those that are uh, in foster care and then all the groceries that you've been giving out. I think that is the real deal. I think that's what the church is all about. I love a group of people when they come together and they express generosity by being the hands and feet of Jesus like you're doing right here. And you can see that all across uh, church life of what God has been doing from the very beginning uh, over two years ago and then now through what's happened throughout our country with COVID and all the pain and the trauma and the changes that we're going through. What a time to be the church. What a time to be the people of God that are loving people right now. I think it's so crucial. And so uh, I just think you're doing it right as a church. You've been doing it right. And I just know that God is going to use you in a great way uh, for the future as you're meeting the needs of those around you. And generosity is the key. What a time in our world. What a time in our nation right now. Uh, to express the heart of God towards people. And, you know, I, I did not, I was not raised in church. I'm from a little small town uh, in South Carolina, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, come on, East Coast, West Coast. And, uh, and I, I showed up in a church, didn't know anything. I, uh, I, I, we didn't ever wake up and just say, let's go to church. I was reached through outreach, what you do as a church, when you go out and give groceries or you're out uh, in this community and uh, across this region, letting people know that God cares about them, God sees them. So that's the reason why I came to church. A church had an idea, did an outreach, a, a team, what you do here, your missions team, going out, making a difference, being on a team, serving people. So I showed up in church, didn't know anything, but I'm grateful that they showed me a pathway. And maybe you're watching and you need a pathway or you need a what we call a missions track or or you find a group, a missions group. I thank God for small groups. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for small groups. So uh, I just love what God is doing in your church. And uh, I'm grateful for your leadership here and the team and your pastors. It's been an honor to get to know Pastor Tyler and Rachel. Uh, they're doing great things, and they love God. They love you. When you get around them, all they do is talk about what God is doing uh, in your lives. And, and I think that's an amazing thing. I thought about this as I was praying for your church this morning, thinking about our time that we would be together. Uh, I know you watch it online, and you've been watching on demand, all the platforms, and uh, beginning to do some in-person uh, gatherings, which I think is incredible. But yeah, I think it's an amazing thing when God gives you pastors that have a heart after him, that have a heart of integrity, uh, that are compassionate, uh, that are wise. And boy, do we not need that uh, in the times that we're living in in our country right now. We need wisdom. We need godly, compassionate leaders. And that's what God has given you in pastors, just pastors that have integrity, pastors that care about the least, 
and that are, are, are just the real deal. And I can tell you this, they love you, they love each other, they love this team, they love what God is doing. And uh, I know you're chatting online, but if you could throw some emoji hands up for your pastors and, and give God the glory that he sent you some great pastors and all that he is doing. And we've got to know each other. And, you know, it's, it's easy to, to become family and friends here at Mission Church, whether you're in a group or you're on a team. And I want to encourage you, like I did when I showed up, I, I'm glad I got on a team. I'm glad I got in a group because it made me experience family. This is a church where you can uh, belong. This is a church where people will care about you and will go the second mile. And I think we need that today. Many are living in fear. Many are wondering what's happening around them. There's so many unknown things that go on through even 2020 and even right now in our world. And, and this is a house that will let you know that you matter, that they see you and, uh, and they care about you. So thank God for a good church and thank God for some great leaders. And it's an honor for me to be able to share with you for a few minutes. And uh, I'm, I, I pastored in Louisiana uh, for 20 years uh, and then uh, have relocated to Birmingham, Alabama. And so uh, we get to be a part of a great church like this, seeing people baptized, seeing people say yes to Jesus, a group that, a church that believes in small groups and uh, takes good next steps like you do here. And then also get to run an organization where we plant churches. Uh, and so that's why I say, wow, look what God's done in two years. Because uh, we, we get to see a lot of churches started. And this is not the story in every case uh, with the leadership and the integrity, the generosity uh, that you've been a part of. God has blessed you. And, and, and I love how you've continued to make a difference with that generosity. Many of you give online and you're faithful and you're giving. I can tell you this, it's making a difference. You're helping us plant churches. We're starting more churches. We planted about 900 some churches over the last 20 20 years, and even this year during COVID, even during all the things that are happening, do we not need churches more than ever? We've been planning churches right now because of your giving. When you're faithful in your giving, you're consistent with your tithe. The leadership here and the team here spreads it out to make a difference. So you're helping us plant churches. So I get to be a part of that. Then also a lot of things with outreach, of course, what you're doing. And so we're doing well. Our family's doing well. You know, I'm an Italian man, so I can't speak without showing a picture of the family. So they're going to put up a picture of our family. That's our family. Uh, I've got a daughter who just got married, McCall and Trey. They're married. She's an LSU football fan. He's an Alabama football fan. So they've only been married two years, so they're having marital issues already during football season. And then I've got my son, Dylan, who's been here on the West Coast with me, spending some time with your pastor. And then our baby girl is Isabella. And then that's my wife, Delyn. Uh, she's Cajun. Boy, she's strong girl. She, I'm Italian. She's Cajun. So you know there's a whole lot of energy going on in my house, and uh, she's a sweet little thing, good cagey girl, but she's a strong woman right there, and so our family loves this family, and we just feel like God has joined us together, so we're going to plant some churches, we're going to reach some people, we're going to make a difference, and I love that heart, one at a time, and through our generosity, through meeting, through seeing what God is doing, so it's an honor to be with you. Uh, I want to jump right into God's Word. I feel like God gave me something right out of the, the New Testament. It's a scene out of the New Testament. I think it's one of my favorite uh, moments. It's one of my favorite windows uh, that when I look into the life of Christ, I'm a life of Christ guy. I love all the Bible, and I know Pastor Tyler and Rachel are great communicators, and, and, and you, get, you get great preaching here, uh, and, and, but I'm a student of the Gospels. I love Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Uh, when I showed up at church, I didn't know who Matthew, Mark, Luke, John were. Uh, so it's, a, it's how the New Testament starts. Uh, maybe you pulled out your Bible, you're looking out on an app, 
Uh, and, uh, and so I love the book of Matthew. And so we're going to look at one window. And I just want to say this to you. I think it's one of my favorite windows because it just shows me Jesus at his best. Of course, Jesus was at his best all the time. Of course, on the cross and resurrection. But I love this because Jesus is right in the middle of humanity. And, and we're living in a world right now where we need Jesus to, to intervene and, and to be with us in the middle of all the things that are happening, even right now, even at this moment. And I want to look at this, and, and, and I, I thought about a title, and I want to talk for a few minutes around the idea of courtside Jesus, courtside Jesus. Really a little shout out to your pastor, since he's a baller, but uh, I just felt like God gave me this title to communicate with you for a few minutes because I think this is the heartbeat of God right now with what's happening. So let's all pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for this church. Thank you for Mission Church. And Lord, I thank you for our pastors. Bless them. And Lord, it's just an honor to be together. Lord, I, I pray for every person who's, who's apart right now on all these different platforms and all these moments. It's not by accident. I pray that you'd speak to our hearts. Thank you that we're together. Let every person know that they matter. In Jesus' name, everybody said a good amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 15, verse 29. Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up to the mountainside and sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute. I like this word, many others. They laid them at his feet, and he healed them. Uh, it's just an, an amazing scene. Look what it says. The people were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled made well, the lame walking, the blind sing, and they praised the God of Israel. Incredible scene. Jesus is on a hillside, and, and we find out a little bit later that this, this, this Jesus fest, this, this Jesus gathering, this massive gathering goes on for three days. That's a long time, three days, 72 hours of Jesus healing and helping and being there for people. And every type of sickness and every type of pain and every type of trauma is being laid at the feet of Jesus. And our Savior just cares, and, and he reaches, and he touches, and he heals everybody. And this scene goes on. It said, then Jesus called his disciples to himself. See, it says, I have compassion for these people, of course. They've already been with me three days, and they have nothing to eat. I think this is an amazing thing that Jesus says. I do not want to send them away hungry, for they may collapse on the way. Jesus is thinking of the big things, but he's also thinking of the small things. I think sometimes we think that he's only concerned about the big things. He's only looking at the big things. Sometimes we need God in the small things. Sometimes we need a Savior for those things that are happening with our teenagers or what's happening in our marriage or what's happening in our work or as we try to figure out education or we try to figure out, you know, what the future is with COVID and what's happening in our country and what's happening in my world and what's happening uh, in my situation. That even the smallest things our Savior notices and he says, I don't want them to collapse. I don't want them to be exhausted. I don't want them to be overwhelmed. I don't want them to give out. I think that speaks to somebody today. Disciples answered and said, where can we get enough bread to this remote place to feed such a crowd? Jesus goes back with a question. How many loaves do you have, Jesus said. He said, seven, they replied. And then this is classic. This is classic disciple answer. And a few small fish. I love how there's a, uh, there's a double emphasis on how little they have, how, how less they have, how, how reduced they are. And, you know, it's an interesting thing. Sometimes God puts something on our heart maybe to lead a mission group or maybe to, uh, to, be, to give or to serve on a team. Or God puts something on our heart to make a difference in this world or, or to participate. And then, but, but then you know, we, we feel this challenge. But then we want to tell God how we can't be used and how I can't lead a group or how I can't be on a team or how 
I can't be faithful in my tithe or how I can't ever reach out to the person down the street or the person in the next apartment or, or the person over in the other, uh, other uh, cubicle. We, we just don't do that because we, we want to tell God how I can't do anything. I, I don't have anything to contribute. Watch how this gets flipped. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish. You know the story. When he had given thanks, he broke them. And then he gave them to the disciples. And in turn, he gave them to the people. So we're from the hand of Jesus to the hand of the team, hand of the disciples to the mouth and the stomach and the heart of the people. They all ate, were satisfied. Afterwards, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. So I love this story of a big imagination. I love everything about this story. Uh, I love the place that they're outside. It's kind of a little bit of organized chaos. I love uh, the people, all kinds of people. Aren't you glad that Jesus loves all kinds of people? He loves people different than us. He loves people like us. He loves people that are not like us. That's the heart of this house. That's the heart of this church. It's the heart of your pastors. Let's welcome. Let's reach. Let's do everything we can, one person at a time, to let them sense God's love, all kinds of people. I love the super compassion that you see right here, just the partnerships of of talking to your pastor. Let's do everything we can to make a difference in this region. Let's get involved with great organizations that are reaching those that have reduced opportunities, reaching those that are struggling, reaching those that are fighting an addiction or maybe going through something. It's a super compassionate scene. I love the power that shows up and the provision that shows up. I love how he lets the disciples get involved, which I think is incredible that there's a, there's a cooperation. You know, I could imagine that when Jesus sensed that the whole crowd was hungry, I could imagine that he could have just said, roast beef, and like everybody get full, or just like lasagna, and everybody get full. But he didn't do it that way. What he did was, is he took what they had, he blessed it, then he distributed it back, and he let the disciples, I want you to see this, church, he let the disciples be a part of, of relaying the supernatural to humanity. And I think that's one of the greatest things about the church. It's just the greatest things about the people of God right now, that God lets you and I through our giving and our serving and our time and being able to join hands to make a difference and come together as a church to, to reach those that are hurting. We see it right here. I just love this. There are so many things about the story uh, that I love. There, I just... It's like Jesus is the master chef, and he's, he's allowing the disciples to, to, to wait and to serve. I just believe he's doing that now. I think he has something for people. I think he has something for our nation. I think he has something for the whole world. And you and I get to be the hands and feet to distribute it. And, and that is our prayers, that Lord help us to, to, be, to be those people, to be that church, to be that single mom, to be that blended family, to be that, that teenager, to, to be able to be a blessing to other people. And I love how he let the disciples be a part, even though they were doubting, even though they weren't sure, uh, even though they had their struggles and their challenges, even though they, weren't, they were kind of doubting, like, you really, I mean, for real, you're going to take so little and take care of this huge need. Sometimes we see such a big need. And, but he let them have an up-close-and-personal moment. It's like Jesus gave them the best seat of the house to see grace and mercy and forgiveness and power at work. That's my prayers that God would give us. And I think God is raising up this church and he's raising you up right now for this time to be right at the court side, the best seat, a, a front row seat in what he's doing in the world today. Now I grew up like in basketball, like your pastor, not as good as him, 
Uh, but uh, I was a baller back in the day, so played a little Bible college basketball, played on the team, and, and we would play mostly junior colleges, and then we would play correctional facilities. We'd go in and do ministry in correctional facilities. It had a heart for those men and women, but let me tell you something. I, I, there's, there's some ball players that are in correctional facilities. We, we'd go get beat like, you know, 180 to 90, then I'd get up and give a testimony. So, you know, we did that, and then I ended up, you know, playing a little ball, and then uh, had a son who played played ball. He played a little AAU, a little, little ball, so he loved basketball. We lived in Baton Rouge, so we, we loved the, the, at that time, they were the New Orleans Hornets, and uh, now they're the Pelicans, and so uh, we, we got all excited, and we go down to see him play, and I, you know, I didn't want to spend any money. I, I sit up at the cheap seats and get them $25 tickets, bum them little tickets, and, and so the, the Hornets made the, the playoffs one year, and guess who they were playing? They were playing the Laker Nation. Come on, baby, the Laker Nation. So I got all excited, businessman in our church. One of our, 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 kind of one of our, our guys that was just in, into what God was doing, helping to build the church and to do some amazing things like many of you. And he said, man, I've got some tickets down there. Why don't you come by and swing by my office, grab them, and, and go on down to take your son down there. And I swung by his office. It was the first game of the playoffs, and uh, we were down in New Orleans. And I pick up the tickets, head over across Train. I'm going into New Orleans. I don't even look at the tickets. I go into the arena. I start heading up to the cheap seats. Got my son with me. He's probably 11 years old. And I get up to the top because that's where I'm normally sitting, it just dawns on me, oh, I got these tickets. I had them to an usher. That's how we say it down in South Louisiana, ursher's. And, uh, and she, she looks at it, she says, oh, no, honey, baby, you're going to have to go down. You're going to take that escalator down to the next section. I go down to the next section, and, and then another usher stops me. She says, oh, no, baby, doll, doll you're going to need to go on the elevator. I didn't know they had an elevator. You're going to need to go down to the bottom floor. I take an elevator. We get, we get out Man, there's like food, there's boudin, there's this jambalaya, there's a jazz band. Players are coming out. We walk out in the arena. There's like a security guard and like another usher. I'm like, man, they're about to arrest me down here. I ain't got no business being down here. I show her the envelope. She says, oh, come with me. We walk out on the, out on the floor. I'm in the arena, out on the floor. Me and my son, I'm, you know how you got to act like you're cool, like you've been there? I go, what's up? What's, what's up, Jay-Z? I mean, you know, like I've been around. But I, 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 <laughs> what's up? What's up? It's all good. So I go down. I sit courtside right on the floor. My feet are on the parquet. My son's sitting beside me. Man, the Lakers come out. Kobe's right there. Come on, RIP Kobe. Rest in peace. You know, Kobe. He, I'm like, Kobe! <laughs> They're like, man, we can't settle down. We're so excited. The game goes on. Now, come on, Mission Church. I, I've never, I've been watching it from up there. I'm on the court side. I can't believe how fast, how big, how athletic, how, inc- I can hear sneakers squeaking. They run by me. I smell their body odor. For a basketball fan, it's like the hallelujah chorus. I, I can't believe it. My son is halftime. We hold the basketball. Kobe takes the ball out. He looks over at my son and winks at him. Incredible night. We get done. I don't even want to leave. Security running me out of there. And I, I get back in the car. We go back across Pontchartrain. My son's asleep. And I notice those tickets are still in my pocket. And I take, I'm not even looked at them. I take them out of my pocket and I look at them. $1,250 a piece. Oh, don't act like that ain't a lot of money. You know how somebody's paid, oh, that's a lot, that's a lot of money right now. $2,500 for two courtside seats. I had two thoughts. One was um, this man who gave me these tickets 
I will pastor him for the rest of my life. Till Jesus, I'm still his pastor. I, I ain't never letting him go nowhere. Second thing was, wow. I want you to hear this. Premium view, premium price. Premium view, premium price. I thought about that. I thought about that as it relates to making an impact in the city. I thought about that as it relates to planning a church and, and being, being who you are as a church and as a people. That it's so often sad to say, I want to pay a cheap seat price for a premium view. But in God's kingdom, you have to be willing to pay a premium view, premium price, to have a premium view of what God is doing in the world today. If you want to see God move in your family, it'll cost you. You want to see God help your kids through this world and through the culture that's around us? It will cost you. If we want to see God move in this city, we want to build a church, and we want to keep reaching and have multiple campuses and make a difference across this region and see God relay this and duplicate this, it'll cost us as a people to see God move. And you know what I've realized? That that seat, that courtside seat, ruined me for every game. I can't even go to a basketball game. Every game I go to, I refer back to the time that I sell courtside. I tell them, oh, yeah, man, you see them people down there, see P. Diddy? I was sitting by him right there. I was sitting by P. Diddy in my seat right now. Because the, the view, the front row, the courtside seat that Jesus gives us, it will ruin you from ever wanting to live a, 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 a consumer, compromised, non-involved, not committed life. Once you see God change your neighbor that you bring to church, once you send somebody a link to a service and they email you back and say, man, that Pastor Tyler spoke to my heart. Once you help somebody through a wound in their marriage, once you see somebody get set free from an addiction, once you see all those things that when you give your finances and you give your time and you hear a report, all these people said yes to Jesus. All these have been found freedom. There are so many people on a team. We've started another 10 or 20 small groups. Once you get a taste of that, it will ruin you from ever not wanting to be involved. See, God gives us the grace to have a front row seat, a courtside seat. I think God is doing, I think God is raising up this church to be as up close and personal, I want you to hear me, to hurting humanity as possible. We're not running away. Yeah, I know there's a lot of things going on, and I know there's, there's limitations, and I know there's restrictions, and I know there's a lot, but can I tell you something? Mission's church is wide open. It's all about the Great Commission. The Great Commission is not closed. Generosity has not stopped. Caring for people has not stopped. Reaching out to others has not stopped. Serving has never been closed. So my prayer for you, my one prayer for Mission Church is that God move them as close as you can. Sit them on the court side of what's happening in our community so that we can give them Jesus. The hope of the world. Amen. I, I want to finish up and just give you three thoughts. Just some personal applications right out of this story. I, I, I think it'll, it'll bless you. Hopefully it'll give you some application, kind of some, some takeaways, some action steps, uh, some, some things that we could do, be about. Uh, here's the first thing. Just remember, this, just reminders, just reminders. Here's the first one. There's something about you uh, in your life where you can lift someone. I just like that word, lift someone. I think today the world feels heavy. 
I think many people are weighted down by fear, the unknown, pain, trauma, uh, hurt. I mean, we, we, I mean, just the pandemic and the racism and this and that. So, just so many things going on in our world. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, there's something about you. God wants to give you a courtside seat because there's something unique about you. You can lift up someone else. You can lift up someone who maybe has fallen down. You can lift up somebody who's given up. You can lift up someone who just feels the weight of the world on their life, the anxiety, the depression, the weight of the world with being unemployed, the weight of the world with the trauma in their, their kids' lives. There's all these different things. There's a uniqueness. Can I tell you something? You have much to offer. You have much to offer. The disciples had so much to offer, but you know what they were doing? They were downplaying what they had. They were, they were so talking about what, what little and how it can't make a difference but you know this, your pastor has taught you this. Little in the hands of the Lord turns into a lot. I don't know how many people I talk to say, well, my tithe check, my $35 I write doesn't make a difference. My, my, my $60 that I do online, when I text to give, my, my $15, it doesn't make a difference. Oh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. God takes a little and makes a lot out of it. Can I encourage you? You have, you have, there's something about your life, something about what you've walked through. You can lift up someone else. Here's the second thing. There's something you possess that can bless someone else. There's just something you possess. Your story, your journey, uh, the, the, your personality, the way God has wired you, uh, your skill, your, uh, the, your, 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 your experience. You know, the way you see things. My wife sees things different than me. We've been married 33 years. There's things that make her cry that don't make me cry. There's things that move my heart that, that doesn't move her heart. There's just, there's something that I possess that can bless someone else. But you know what? If you don't release it, it don't bless nobody. You know, you ever, you know, it's like if you have an idea to encourage somebody today and then you don't text them, it doesn't encourage anybody. If you have like an intention, oh, I'm going to really help somebody down the road who's going through something. I'm going to really, I'm a, you know, you have this idea when you wake up in the morning, you're like, man, I'm, a, I'm about to bless somebody, about to make a difference today. Well, if, if it's not released, let me say it this way. If you don't put it in circulation, nobody gets helped. An idea can't bless anybody. You know, one of these days I'm going to lead a group. Well, one of these days I'm really going to get involved with the church when I get my act together. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, go ahead and get involved. Go ahead and figure out a way to lead a group, maybe online or in person or all the different ways that we could do these things. Why? Because there's something you possess. Well, bless somebody else. And then the last thing, there's something about the way you serve that could impact, and I want you to hear this, someone's eternity. There's just something about the way you serve I think there's some ways that you serve that nobody else can serve. I think there's a way that you see someone that's going through something. See, we go through things in our life. You know how it works. You go through things in your life that you can't stand. And then all of a sudden, maybe you get through them. And then maybe there's a few steps past that divorce, past that pain, past that situation. And then a couple steps, you know how this works. Then you look back on two years ago, five years ago how you were treated as a teenager, 
how you went through that situation, that circumstance. Then you look back on, you realize, you know what? It didn't define me. It didn't destroy me. Matter of fact, I learned from it. Isn't it amazing how something we can go through can be so painful that on the other side of it, then all of a sudden you find yourself telling other people about the battle, about the bruises and the bumps that you went through, and now it's blessing someone else? Because of the storm you went through, when you get on the other side of that storm, there's a way that you serve God that can help someone else. See, God brings you through these things, and he sits you at a courtside seat, and then you see everything differently. You go through addiction, and you find freedom from it. You see someone fighting addiction a whole different way. You, you go through a miscarriage, and you get through that, that pain. You see someone having a miscarriage a whole different way. You go through homelessness, then all of a sudden now you have a home. You've got a place that you could say, you see homelessness totally different. Because there's something about the way you serve that you could just impact someone else's eternity. But let's put it in circulation. Let's get to the court side. Let's say no to the cheap seat. Let's run to the front and see what God is doing today. Can I encourage you? Let's be that church. Let's be those people. Let's be that church, and let's be those people. You watch what God will do. I pray God ruins us in the best way possible when we get a front row seat, a courtside seat in what he's doing. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you that you're talking to people. Because you know, Lord, we we just never know. We never know the impact of a gift or a prayer, a word of encouragement a sacrifice, a moment of generosity, a moment where we listen, we lean in, we pray. We never really understand how it can make a difference. You just never know. So, Lord, I pray that you move us from the the back rows of just being a consumer, being disconnected, living in condemnation and guilt. Lord, take us down the aisle of grace and mercy. Get us to the court side of what you're doing. Because I believe you're moving Mission Church. You're getting them as close as you, you can to hurt a humanity. So people will say, yes, maybe you're watching right now. You just feel far from God. We want to give you an opportunity there in the chat. and We're going to help you take some, some next steps and give you a track and a group and a moment. That's what we're here for, and you're going to have all those instructions here in just one moment, just one more moment. But maybe you're, you're watching today, and you just, you just feel far from God. You just feel, man, Dino, I just, man, it, you, you don't know the fear. and the, I feel like I'm in a maze. Today, you could say yes to Jesus. So maybe you're watching right now, and you just say, I, I want to say, I need a fresh start. I need a new beginning right where you're at. Just pray a prayer like this. You just pray a prayer just out of your heart. Dear Jesus, come into my life. Say these words, forgive me of my sins. Just out of your heart say, I believe that you died. You rose again. I love this part, church. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks a lot, Missions Church. It's been an honor to be with you. God bless you. 
Thanks again for listening to the Mission Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Bay Area, we invite you to come join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at missionchurchca.com. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.